of our solutions, family, partners, and friends, what is happening to all my favorite party people? We made it to the fourth quarter of 2023, and what a crazy year it has been. Interest rates are climbing faster than Alex Honnold free-soloed El Capitan. Consumer spend seems to be still rather strong, while overall manufacturing made it through the great destocking. And now we're all wondering, what does 2024 have in stock? The good news and the bad news. Good news, we get to talk about all that joy on the show. The bad news is, I don't have a crystal ball, a cup of tea leaves, or even know any witchcraft. Anyway, this is Andy Erickson, your host to the Smart Asses Podcast, and I'm here with the puddle to my rain boots, the schmock to my artwork, the man, the myth, the legend, the heartbreaker, Chris Ernst. Heartbreaker, my man, how you doing? Andy, I'm doing great. Thanks for asking. That, that feels like an upgrade for me to a puddle. Yeah, well, you know, I do. It's the little things, you know. Talk to me a little bit, Heartbreaker. We're staring down Q4. How do you feel? Any words of wisdom for our listeners? Andy, I am horribly unprepared for that question, as usual, when you throw these at me. Any words of wisdom? I would say that it, we're in autumn. I love fall. Get outside and enjoy it. There you have it, folks. Pure gold. Pure gold from the Heartbreaker. Anyhow, we have an amazing show for our listeners and hopefully new listeners as we're going to break down whether or not oil and gas still exists. And if a $100 barrel of crude really is no big deal. So let's get at it and give it a tasty. Sometimes there are people in the world that everyone likes. You know that type of guy that can hold a great conversation with anyone? Who can show up at trivia night and answer 90% of the questions accurately? Who can show up at a scramble and shoot three under if you just use his ball? Well, team, we have that guy in our studio today. It's the foreman, Chris McAfee. Chris, man, welcome to the show. How are you doing? Doing good. Happy to be here, guys. Appreciate the invite today. Happy to have you. Before we get into talking a little bit of oil and gas and the details there, are you willing to play a little bit of a game with us? Absolutely. Let's, let's go. All right. Now, our producer told us that you are either totally in the country or 80s rap. Really liked the West Coast, East Coast war back then. We're going to play a little trivia game today on how well do you know your energy drinks? Perfect. For a person that doesn't drink any caffeine, this ought to be interesting. Question one. Top selling energy drink in the U.S. with the slogan claiming that it will give you wings. Red Bull. All right. One for one. Great job, Chris. Number two, this energy drink is promoted by social media sensation Logan Paul and has generated controversy due to their marketing campaign, which has been criticized for its targeting of children and teenagers. Several jurisdictions and schools have actually banned or restricted the drink due to its caffeine content exceeding legal limits. The prime? Boom. Question three, boasting higher caffeine than most sodas, this soft drink was an energy drink before the category existed. Originally citrus flavor, but now comes with in varieties including Code Red, Livewire, and Baja Blast. Is it uh, Mountain Dew? Three for three. All right, McAfee, here's number four. This energy drink is known for their sponsorship and support for extreme sports events, such as Ultimate Fighting Championship, Motorcycle Speedway, and NASCAR Cup Series. It comes in varieties of original, zero sugar, and assault. Is it Monster? Killing it, killing it. Oh, man. For a guy who doesn't drink caffeine, you oughta. All right, final question. Number five. This American-made producer came up with the energy shot. 
a two-ounce drink available in flavors such as berry, grape, orange, and the famous strawberry lemonade. Five-hour energy? Unbelievable. This is our first five for five, Heartbreaker. How are you feeling? Uh, I'm amazed. Well done. All right, enough of this. Let's get into some questions. Hey, McAfee, before we get into it, can you give us a little background on, you know, what makes up Chris McAfee? Hey, I've been doing this a long time. I've got really 26 years in my career, and it's been all with Univar in some name or, or another. So um, probably over half of that's been strictly in the energy business. It started in sales and sales management and kind of went up through the ranks through the rest of my career. Don't plan on going anywhere. Love this company. Great company to be at and really the only company I've ever worked at and a great one to uh, start and hopefully finish with as well. Sounds like there's a lot of hope there, but uh, good, good. All right. So before we get into it, let's set the table here a little bit. Energy. Talk to us. What the hell does upstream, downstream, and midstream mean when we're talking energy? Yeah, it's a little bit counterintuitive. You know, basically in layman's terms, it's upstream is basically anything before it gets out of the ground. So you're talking about production chemical. You're talking about the service businesses like Halliburton and Slumberjavy, that fracking or cementing, any type of acidizing. Midstream is basically from the wellhead to the gas plant gas processing. So you've got pipeline and our business, the, the midstream gas processors. And then downstream is pretty much for, for our, the way we look at it is pretty much refining only. So any type of refinery would be a downstream business. So it is a little counterintuitive, but as long as you think of it as upstream as anything before it gets out of the ground and mid and down as anything after it gets out of the ground. Awesome. Thank you, Chris. Appreciate that. So continue the overview for me. Give me a high level on what the heck's going on in the energy market. Well, it's a it's an interesting time in the energy market. Uh, there's a big push on renewables. And there's a big push on ESG goals for everyone. As you guys seen, the oil prices are up to a little over ninety dollars a barrel now. I think that's probably going to be higher as we go through. But what's really happening is you've got such a push towards EVs, you've got such a push towards the renewables. Is the companies are not really reinvesting back in the business right now. As we go forward, you keep seeing the what we call the SPR, the Strategic Petroleum Reserves keep declining. Production is slowing down. You, you see, if you look at the rig count and what we look at the frat crew count, they're down uh, as of right now. Until people start reinvesting back, you're going to see this kind of, a, I don't want to say it's a down cycle. It's just going to be kind of a flattening, which in our business, we're okay with that because we've seen the up cycles and the down cycles over the past 10 years, which the swings are huge. Uh, we don't see those swings coming. Um, I think if you see anything, you're probably going to see more uh, higher gas prices as we move down the road. Higher gas, higher oil, till something breaks over and you get to the point of companies that are reinvesting back into EMP again. I'm sorry, EMP is exploration and production. Thanks for clarifying. Help me understand is, is and, and, and by all means, we don't take political stances here on the Smart Asset Podcast. However, the one time we did on Britney Spears, which free, free Britney. So help us understand, Chris, is oil and gas dead? No, it, it's definitely not dead. The oil and gas market is going to continue for at least the next 30, 35 years for sure. The world right now, I think we're 70% dependent on fossil fuels. And by 2050, I think we're looking at being still a little over 50%. So is it going anywhere? No, it's not going anywhere. I think until we have different geopolitical environment, I think you're going to see the minimal investment back into it right now. Uh, but at some point, it's going to have to turn around. Uh, you're going to have to get more people back into the business in order to sustain it. As you mentioned, I heard you say Snowmageddon. I mean, I was living in Texas as I have forever, but we were the, the victim of Snowmageddon when it comes to how much the grid can actually handle. And I know we talk about EVs coming on. and We couldn't make it in Texas through five days without losing power. I think for four, four of those five days, I was 18 minutes on and 12 minutes off because the grid couldn't handle the amount of heat and electricity that was being put out. 
So are we there yet? No, we're all going to be in. We're all in with sustainability. We're all in with the ESG goals. We're just moving a little too fast as a country to be able to sustain that at this point without fossil fuels. Thank you, Chris. So let's maybe continue that sustainability, ESG, you know, move to green energy. What's the impact? You see a lot of anti-fracking at times, anti-drilling. What's your take? Where are we continue to go here? In order to not be too political on this, I, it's going to continue. I, there's just not an option. Uh, we have to continue with, with what we're doing now. The EMP is going to continue until some of this political pressure backs off financially. It's just not worth these companies going investing in something that someone is trying to put an end to. So you're going to see some of the big majors that we all know, uh, we, they're customers of ours, they're suppliers of ours, that are going to start putting money into renewables. It's already, it's already happened, but it's by force. And they're making a lot of money right now because they're not reinvesting back into the EMP and they're using what production they have. And those, that's going to continue for the near future. So is it dead? Not dead. Going to still be around for at least another 25 to 30 years, at least, if not longer. So McAfee, we sit here and talk a little bit, and I always make the uh, joke that I can tell you what's going on in the chemical industry by just every Tuesday taking a look at the gas prices down at the local Sitco and here near the headquarters. Um, but what's on the horizon? Like, where do you see things heading? I mean, are we are we staring down? Is a hundred dollars a barrel of oil? Is that is that where we're going to be from here on out? Yes, I, I think a hundred may be good before this is all over. With. We may see a hundred before the end of the year, and there's a possibility going into 24 and 25 that we could see 150 if we don't get the money put back into the business. It's a simple fact: when you've got a, a well you've been pulling on for X amount of years, it produces a lot at first, and it's got a big bell curve that goes down. And as we start to suck those wells down, you're going to have less supply, more demand. We don't have a lot of industrial demand right now, which is really what's keeping prices somewhat down, even though $93, $94 a barrel doesn't seem to be down. But this thing could break over and we could see 150 And at that point, there, there is a breakover point where demand, that, that being consumer demand, will start to fall off because people will actually stop driving because you're talking about 7 to $8 per gallon gasoline. At that point, that starts to affect pocketbooks, uh, inflation, everything. So there, there's going to be a lot of give or take, but I, I would say 100 to 125 is very possible next year. And it's a bubble that's been waiting to pop for probably two years now, and it's still sitting out there. Awesome, Chris. Thank you for the insight. Uh, let's let's bring this home here. Uh, give us one key takeaway for our audience from this discussion, please. Be ready. It's not over. <laughs> like I just said about the 150 barrel, that, that's going to be a key takeaway. Don't think that this is all going to end and we're going to all be driving EVs in the next five to six years. Uh, there's going to be a lot more EVs on the road. We're all in support of that. It's just the infrastructure is not there. Fossil fuels is going to continue to be a big part of what happens in not only North America, but in the world. Awesome, Chris. Thank you for all your insight here. Thanks for playing along with Andy in the trivia game. Uh, we appreciate the time. Thanks for the discussion. Yeah, I appreciate it. Thanks for the invite and like what you guys are doing. All right, everyone. That's a wrap on the latest episode of Smart Acids, the award-winning podcast. A big thanks to the man, the myth, the legend, the foreman, Chris McAfee, for his time and his insights on the energy and oil and gas markets. We hope you enjoyed the discussion, and we look forward to having you join us on the next episode and podcast. Everyone enjoy your autumn. Smart Acids, breaking things down for the chemicals and specialty ingredients market, one born at a time. Smart Acids is part of the Univar Solutions Podcast Network.